Hey Mountaineers, I'm Sydney Wentz. And I'm Chloe Snodgrass. Welcome back to another episode of Are You Still Watching? This week, we are back with a very <laughs> with another controversial showdown of The Office versus Parks and Rec. I will be repping Team Office. And I'll be talking about Parks and Recreation. Similar to our episode where we compared Friends versus Seinfeld, we'll be covering the same four categories. Plot and premise, characters, notable guest stars, and iconic moments. I will be starting with the premise of The Office. So The Office was originally a show in the UK that was adapted for American television. Ricky Gervais is the creator and has appeared on the US version of The Office for multiple guest appearances. The Office is a documentary-style show that covers the lives of the employees of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Dunder Mifflin's manager is Michael Scott, portrayed by Steve Carell, who is known for his inappropriate jokes and wacky personality. Similar to The Office, Parks and Rec is a documentary-style show that follows uh, the Parks and Recreation Department in the fictional town of Pawnee, Indiana, and all the people that work there. In the first episode, we see Leslie Nope hold a town hall meeting where this lady complains about a pit in her backyard, and the city is yet to fill it. And because of this pit, her boyfriend fell in and broke both of his legs. So she goes to Leslie to try to get the pit filled. Leslie sees it as being easy enough to fix and makes it her mission to get the pit pit filled. Throughout the seasons, we get to see the crazy antics of the Park and Recreation Department and how they navigate their personal and work lives and sometimes how those two come together. Our next category is characters. And as I've talked about in almost every single episode that we've done, I think the characters are truly what makes a show. And when it came to the office, whether they were famous before they came on the office or the office is what made them famous, this show was stacked with many big names in Hollywood today. Michael Scott was portrayed by Steve Carell. Dwight Schrute, who was the wacky number two to Michael, was portrayed by Rain Wilson. Jim is portrayed by one of the many loves of my life, John Krasinski. Pam was portrayed by Jenna Fisher. Angela Martin was portrayed by Angela Kinsey, and the two actually have a podcast where they are currently going through all 200 episodes of The Office and rewatching them and analyzing them and telling stories from the show. It's called The Office Ladies. Ryan is portrayed by BJ Novak. Andy is portrayed by Ed Helms, who when coming onto the show was known for The Hangover. Kelly is portrayed by Mindy Kaling. Creed is portrayed by Creed Bratton, and Aaron is portrayed by Ellie Kemper. They had an amazing ensemble cast. I know there were a few characters that joined later in the show, and normally it's difficult to come into a show that's already very established, like halfway through, and Ed Helms and Ellie Kemper did an amazing job of really coming into their own. I love what they did with Andy and Aaron and the characters they made them be, Although, in the end, and I have some controversial opinions when it comes down to the couple of end seasons. The thing that I always find so interesting, and I have it down here in my important notes, is that BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling were both writers on The Office, and they made their characters the two quote-unquote worst people. Ryan and Kelly were in this very toxic, on-again, off-again, childish, like, what you would think of as, like, an early 20s relationship that your parents always kind of look at you and, like, sigh about. 
Um, my favorite thing ever is The Office has a very well-run YouTube channel. It's my The Office is my comfort show, and I will go back and watch these random clips. And my favorite video on The Office YouTube channel is entitled exactly this, The Rise and Fall of Ryan Howard. And the other one is Ryan Howard, The Tragic Millennial. <laughs> and they both perfectly describe the way that B.J. Novak and the other writers on The Office portrayed Ryan. He started as this temp that seemed like this normal guy thrown into this very wacky work situation, and then you realize he's just as crazy as the rest of them. He very much thinks that he's going to be like this Wall Street multimillionaire, and he ends up going to jail in the end of the, I believe, the fourth season for fraud. Now, like The Office, I'm going to say that Parks and Rec also has an extremely great um, ensemble of characters, and as well as The Office, not many of these people were very famous before Parks and Rec started, but now they're all, all of the main characters are like really well known, and they've all like have done their own projects like outside of Parks and Recreation that, you know, have made them more famous. Um, So I'm going to start with Amy Poehler, who plays Leslie Nope. She's the deputy parks director, but she's basically the boss. Um, She's hardworking, perky, loving. She really cares about everyone she works with, and she's a great friend and a great gift giver. (laughs) That comes up a lot throughout the show. She is passionate about what she does, and we um, see this through her work and everything she does. Um, And then she actually ends up running for city council and wins, but um, she's not in the city council for very long. Then we have Ron Swanson, who's played by Nick Offerman. He is the parks director, but he doesn't do much work and basically passes off all the work onto Leslie. He hates the government, but loves America, and he considers himself a libertarian. He loves woodworking, and there's only one thing he hates more than lying, which is skim milk, which is water lying about being milk. And he also has a beautiful mustache. It's very full and very nice. Then we have Ann Perkins, who's played by Rashida Jones. Ann is the one who had the pit in her backyard, and she goes to the city council meeting to complain about it, and then her and Leslie become best friends. She is a nurse, and she doesn't work at the parks department, but she is there a lot and helps them out with a lot of their projects. And she later becomes the health department public relations director and then ends up working in city hall with the rest of the gang. Then we have April Ludgate, who is played by Aubrey Plaza. She starts out as Leslie's Leslie's assistant, and she is still in college. And I would say she is kind of like the dark and mysterious one. She likes spooky things. And I would say like Leslie looks at her like a mini Leslie, but if anyone were to call April that, she would probably like die. (laughs) And if someone, um, eventually we see that she has a heart and she really does care about her job. And she works her way up the park system and even becomes a mom later on. Then we have Tom Haverford, played by Aziz Ansari. He is often Leslie's right-hand man when it comes to work. He has extravagant taste and often comes up with these crazy schemes to get rich um, with his BFF and business partner, Jean Ralphio, one being Entertainment 720, which is their first venture that completely fails. Then he has Rent-A-Swag and Tom's Bistro, which are a little more successful. 
And throughout the first few seasons, um, Tom comments about how, like, attractive Anne is, blah, blah, blah. And then we eventually see, like, her kind of give into him and they date, but is extremely on and off and extremely weird. Then we have Andy Dwyer, who's played by Chris Pratt. Um, Andy is, like, the goofball of the group. He is the boyfriend and has the beginning of the show that fell into the pit and broke both of his legs. And after they break up, he actually lives in the pit for a while until he moves in with one of his fellow band members. He eventually dates and then shortly after marries April. He gets a job at city council as a shoe shiner. Then when April gets promoted, he becomes Leslie's assistant. And he really turns his life around from the beginning to the end of the show. Then we have Donna Meagle, who's played by Rita. She didn't start out as like a big character, but eventually does become more of a part of the show. Donna is like the Parks and Rec office manager, so when anyone has a problem, like when April accidentally deletes all the files off their computers, um, she calls Donna to come and fix it. Um, in the show, her cousin is R&B legend Genuine. And then in the seventh season, she ends up marrying a man named Joe, played by Keegan-Michael Key. Then we have Jim O'Hare, who plays Jerry, Gary, and Larry Gergich. Now, Jerry is the one they all kind of make fun of around the department. He can seem to never do anything right. And it honestly is sometimes like hard to watch for me when they all start making fun of him. But outside of work, he has a wife named Gail and three beautiful daughters, which I will come back to. Then um, we have a few people who join the show later on. We have uh, Ben Wyatt, who's played by Adam Scott. He got, comes into the show as the assistant city manager. He is like the mean one and has to cut the Parks and Rec budget, which makes him and Leslie somewhat enemies. But as they get to know each other, they become friends and then they develop like this crush on each other and eventually um, get together, have get married and have kids. And Ben is also like a nerd, a nerd. He is like, a, he likes sci-fi TV, especially like Game of Thrones. He makes up his own board game that is kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. And then we have Chris Traeger, play, played by Rob Lowe. Chris comes in as a city manager and is the nice one between him and Ben before because he wants like everyone to like him. He is a health nut and he exercises a lot. That's like basically his thing. And then he eventually ends up um, dating Anne and they have two kids and they move away from Pawnee. Now on to some notable guest stars for The Office. In season one, episode six, we meet Katie, who is a purse saleswoman who comes into the office. She is very beautiful and ends up dating Jim for a few episodes. Will Farrell comes in in season seven and plays D'Angelo Vickers, who is the replacement manager for Michael after he announces he is moving to Colorado with his fiance. D'Angelo only is seen in a few episodes after he suffers a tragic basketball playing incident and ends up in a coma. Kathy Bates comes in as Joe, the CEO of Sabre, the company that picks up Dunder Mifflin after Dunder Mifflin itself goes bankrupt. Ricky Gervais makes a few guest appearances, and an overlapping character from Parks and Rec is Rashida Jones, who plays Karen, one of the Stanford branch salespeople, who ends up dating Jim for a few episodes in seasons two and three. So for notable guest stars for Parks and Rec, I have it broken into three different sections. I have recurring characters, 
people who play themselves, and then guest stars, like people who were in one or two episodes. So I'm going to start with um, recurring characters because I think Parks and Rec did a really good job of incorporating recurring characters. Um, and there's so many and they really do like make this show what it is. So I'm going to start with Megan Mullally, who I've talked about in other episodes, that she plays Tammy too. She plays Ron's second ex-wife. And fun fact, actually, Nick Offerman, who plays Ron, and then Megan Mullally are married in real life. So in the show, they have to play exes who hate each other. But then also, when they meet and get together, they have, like, this weird, like, connection that, like, brings them together. It's really weird. Um, and, um, and then another thing about Tammy, too, is that she's a librarian and works at Pawnee's local library. And the Parks and Rec Department and the library are sworn nemesises. Like, they hate each other. So it makes it even worse that she's, like, an awful human being. And then she also works at the library, so they all kind of hate her. Then we have Katherine Hahn, who plays Jennifer Barkley. She um, runs the campaign and is the campaign manager for Paul Rudd's Bobby Newport. Um, Bobby Newport, he runs for office against um, Leslie when it comes to the city council. And his family owns Sweetums, which is the big corporation in town. It's a candy factory. And um, so Jen you know, runs this whole campaign. She's kind of, like, she's really nice to, like, Leslie's face, but then will go on, like, TV and say something really mean about her. So, like, they always think they're, like, getting ahead of, ahead with her, but then she'll say something to, like, completely, like, kind of destroy Leslie's campaign. And then we have Mo Collins, who plays Joan Calamezzo. (laughs) She is a talk show host um, for Pawnee Today. And why I love Joan is because throughout the seasons, you kind of see, like, her progression into madness. Like, she starts at the show, like, she's, like, normal. And then throughout the years, she, um, well, she starts drinking. And so you kind of see, like, this, like, sad progression of her kind of, like, spiraling out of control. And even in, like, the show, April tells her, like, she's her hero and that she's loved being able to watch her, like, kind of, like, lose control throughout these years. And then we have Jay Jackson, who plays Perd Happily, who is another um, TV show host. And he um, is the host of You Heard with Perd. And he kind of, he makes an appearance a lot. And um, so, yeah, you see him a lot throughout the show. Then we have Lucy Lawless, who plays Diane Lewis, who is Ron's third wife. But we'll come back to Ron and his wives later on. And then we have Ben Schwartz, who plays Jean-Ralphio Saperstein, who is, um, again, Tom's business partner, I guess. And then we have uh, Billy Eichner, who plays Craig Middlebrooks. And there's a point where Pawnee and their neighboring town, Eagleton, come together. And so the Parks and Recreation Department have to work with Eagleton's Park- Parks and Recreation Department. And they each have like their own counterpoint. And Craig is Donna's like Eagleton counterpoint. Then we have Christy Brinkley, who plays Gail Gergich, who's Jerry's wife. And now, for those who know who Christy Brinkley is, she's an act, like she's a supermodel. And then she's playing Jerry's wife. And so it's like a whole thing in the show where like no one understands why they're married because he's Jerry and she's a literal supermodel. Then we have a few people who play themselves. And they're all political figures. We have Michelle Obama, Joe Biden, and then John McCain. 
And Joe Biden throughout the show is Leslie's celebrity crush. She loves Joe Biden. And then we have John McCain, who, like, they don't even say his name. He has, like, one line. It's, like, Leslie's crying in a closet, and he opens the door to get his coat, and she doesn't even turn around to see if it's him or not, and he just asks if she's doing okay. Then a few notable just guest stars. We have um, Patricia Clarkson, who plays Tammy One. So she's Ron's first ex-wife. So he has his ex-wives Tammy One and Tammy Two. Then we have Henry Winkler, who plays Dr. Lou Saperstein, who is Leslie's doctor and John Ralphio's dad. Then we have Sam Elliott, who plays Ron's counterpart in the Eagleton Parks and Recreation Department, and his name's also Ron. And at first they're like good friends, but then Ron finds out, Ron Swanson finds out that Sam Elliott's Ron. He's like hippie, so he wears like sandals and he's a vegan. And so Ron's like, nope, can't be friends anymore. Then we have Bill Murray, who literally, is, Bill Murray's a big star, and he plays Mayor Gunderson, and the first time you see him, he's dead in a casket, and they just show him in this casket, and then later they do show a video of him, like, like basically, like, it's like his will, like him talking about his will. Then, last but not least, we have Will Arnett, who is Amy Poehler's real-life ex-husband, and he's a doctor that Leslie goes on a date with in the first, like, I think it's the second season. And the funny thing is he, like, gives her, like, a CAT scan and um, he tells her that, like, she could get, like, if she were to have a baby, she could have triplets right off the bat. And later in the seasons when Ben and Leslie have kids, they have triplets. So it was, like, foreshadowing. The Office ran from 2005 to 2013, totaling 201 episodes. Right now, wherever you stream podcasts, you can listen to Jenna Fisher and Angela Martin, who played Pam and Angela respectively, go through and analyze and tell stories from all 201 episodes of The Office in their podcast, The Office Ladies. The Office won 30 total awards and was nominated for 163 awards. Parks and Recreation ran from 2009 to 2015. The pilot aired on April 9, 2009, and the finale, titled One Last Ride, aired on February 24, 2005. The show had seven seasons. The first was the shortest season with only six episodes. They weren't even sure if it was really going to last past the first season, so that's why it was so short. We also see a two-year time jump going into the um, going from the sixth to the seventh season. Um, and I'm not a big fan of time jumps in shows, so I think that's probably why the last season is my least favorite. But my favorite seasons are definitely two and three. Um, the show had 14 Emmy nominations and four Golden Globe nominations, and a win for Amy Poehler in 2014 at the Golden Globes for Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series, Comedy, or Musical. And she actually won one of the years her and Tina Fey both hosted together. For my iconic moments list for this episode, I kind of went about the more iconic storylines because I think the thing that was so interesting about the documentary setup was that it was framed like a traditional sitcom where there was like some, like a new little gag line every single episode, but it did have a continuing underlying story. So the first one I want to start with that's basically the overarching 
storyline of the whole show which is jim and pam's relationship when the show first begins pam is engaged to roy who is a worker in the warehouse and jim is a salesman who sits next to her throughout the throughout the show we see their relationship grow they begin dating they fall in love they get married at niagara falls they go on to have two children, and by the end of the show, we see them packing up their life in Scranton, spoiler alert, and moving to Austin, where Jim and Daryl can continue working on their business together. The other thing I wanted to mention about Jim and Pam's relationship is their wedding in Niagara Falls, where the Pam and Jim decide to leave their wedding Pam asked Jim why did they invite all of these people to their wedding. That strikes up a, an idea in Jim's head. So they go elope on a boat in Niagara Falls. And when they arrive back at the church, the entirety of their wedding party and all of their guests have put together a dance sequence to Chris Brown's Forever, which was a very popular YouTube trend around the time the show came out. The other thing I wanted to mention... Two more relationships I wanted to mention were the Dwight, Andy, and Angela affair love triangle. Dwight and Angela were always involved with one another throughout the entire course of the show. And throughout the show, we see Angela uh, get engaged to Andy. She ends up marrying a senator and claiming that he is the father of her son, but in reality, Dwight is the father of her son. In the series finale, another spoiler alert, we see Dwight and Angela get married and finally have their full and happy life together with Dwight being acting manager of the Scranton branch of Dunder Mifflin. Angela is still an accountant. Oscar is the godfather of their son. And Pamela Beasley Halpert is Dwight Schrute's best friend. The other relationship I wanted to touch on is Ryan and Kelly's, BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling. As I had mentioned before, they wrote these characters. They portrayed them perfectly. Mindy Kaling's character, Kelly, is this very pop culture obsessed 20-something girl that loves pink and celebrities and is obsessed with Ryan. Ryan is big into his stocks and wanting to be a Wall Street big shot. He's very, very excited about his business. He starts at Dunder Mifflin as a temp. They begin their relationship throughout this time. And in the season finale, we see them reunite and run off into the sunset together, leaving behind Ryan's baby Drake with Kelly's husband, Ravi. <laughs> Another iconic storyline I wanted to mention is all of the promotion controversies, particularly the koi pond. So if you're unfamiliar with what I am talking about, um, Michael screws Jim over for a promotion because he does not want Jim and Pam to leave the branch to move somewhere else, especially because Pam is now pregnant with their first child. So basically, he screws Jim over. Jim and Michael are both promoted to co-managers, and while they are out on a business meeting, Jim allows Michael to fall into a koi pond. It becomes a big controversy amongst the office, and it starts a rivalry between Michael and Jim in their co-manager positions. Another big issue we see is when Michael is getting ready to depart from the office, Dwight is upset with him because he does not recommend him for the manager position. 
We do see at the end of the episode that Michael has written Dwight a letter of recommendation and Dwight reads it to the camera and it is a very sentimental moment in the show. Another situation with this that I always love and it's one of my favorite episodes I go back to is the search committee where Joe basically asks a group of people in the office to select the next manager, whether it be inside or out. Daryl goes for the position. Kelly goes for the position. The two big buyers for it, though, were Andy and Dwight. Dwight was a temporarily acting manager. He ended up firing a gun in the office and being demoted, so they had to find a new manager. Dwight continues to try and get the manager position and is unsuccessful. They they decide on Robert California, who is a very eccentric and interesting character throughout the last few seasons. Robert California quits because he can't stand Scranton, goes down to Florida, convinces Joe to make him CEO, talks her out of her own job, and Robert California selects Andy. And from that season to the season finale, Andy is acting manager of Dunder Mifflin. Once Andy burns his bridges with the company and leaves, we see Dwight be promoted to manager, and he holds that position until the end of the season finale. A couple of other interesting moments I wanted to mention were the fire drill scene. Fun fact, I have a sticker on my iPad. If you scan it, it pulls up the YouTube video of the fire drill clip where Dwight lights a bunch of cigarettes um, and trash cans on fire and tries to convince the office of what to do in an emergency situation when a fire would start. Another iconic moment is Kevin's chili. Kevin brings in this giant pot of chili and ends up spilling it all over the floor before he can even make it into the office. This is a mouthful for me, but the other one that I wanted to mention is the Michael Scott, Meredith Palmer, Rabies, Pro-Am Celebrity Fun Run Race for the Cure. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, Basically, Michael hits Meredith with his car, and it is discovered when Meredith goes to the hospital that she has rabies. So to overshadow the fact that Michael hit her with his car, he decides to have a rabies fun run race for the cure to try and find a cure for rabies to overshadow the fact that Michael almost killed one of his employees. The last iconic moment I have is a line that has basically become famous because of this show, and it is, that's what she said. Anytime someone in the office says something inappropriate, it is a competition to see who will chime up first to say the famous line, that's what she said. Normally it is Michael, but everyone has had their fun with it throughout the course of the show. So for Parks and Rec, I did iconic moments slash running jokes because there are quite a few running jokes throughout the series. Um, So the one I want to start off with is Galentine's Day. Um, Leslie basically like created Galentine's Day in season two and she takes all the ladies in the office, Anne and her mom, Marlene Griggs Nope, out to lunch and she made them all pillows with their faces on it to celebrate Galentine's Day and all the ladies in her life. And now Galentine's Day is like a thing like people actually do like in real life you know celebrate Galentine's Day with all their friends and then I wanted to talk about the iconicness that is Lil Sebastian now Lil Sebastian is a tiny horse not a pony don't say pony he's a little horse that the whole town of Pawnee is obsessed with 
And now for someone like Ben, who is not from Pawnee, he doesn't understand why people love Lil Sebastian so much. So when Lil Sebastian is actually introduced and we see him, he's like, so like what's important about Lil Sebastian? And they all like freak out on him and they're like, he's a tiny horse. Like, why do you not understand that he's a tiny horse? And even Ron, who is known for not showing emotion, he says that he has only cried twice. Oh, yeah, okay, before I say that, um, Lil Sebastian does die, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, he's only in two episodes, like, they have um, the Harvest Festival, and he's, like, the center of the Harvest Festival, and then his memoriam when he dies, and Andy rewrites Elton John's um, 500, I think it's 100 Candles in the Wind, but Leslie tells him to make it 5,000 times better, so he just names it 5,000 Candles in the Wind, and so... When Lil Sebastian dies and everyone finds out, Ron says he's only cried twice in his life. Once once when he was nine and he was hit by a bus, and then when he found out Lil Sebastian died. Um, another running joke of the show is the like the battle, we're gonna call it the battle between Pawnee and Eagleton. Um, so Eagleton is the town next door to Pawnee, and it's, like, really nice, and it's, like, where all the rich, fancy people live, and, um, so, like, it's, like, a whole, like, running joke throughout the show that, like, Pawnee and Eagleton hate each other, and then in the later seasons, they actually, because Eagleton, like, lost all its money, so they actually had to combine Eagleton and Pawnee, which is, like, a whole disaster and a half. Then we have, again, the whole Jerry and Gale situation, which... Like, every time one of the characters meets Gail, they ask someone else, they're like, that's Jerry's wife. Because no one can believe that he would be married to someone like her. And most prominently, in like a, they're having a Christmas party, and Ben looks, at, um, ben looks at Chris and goes, that's Jerry's wife. And Chris is like, yeah, like, no one can figure it out. No one understands why. Um, another... Um, kind of like iconic moment slash running joke is treat yourself. So it's when Tom and Donna spend a whole day just treating themselves, doing whatever they want. And I think they do it, they do it two or three times throughout the show. And I know one time they bring Ben along with him and the only thing he buys himself is a full on Batman costume and he loves it. Um, another one is, it's more of an iconic moment. And it goes along with Tom and his whole, like, weird thing about wanting to create businesses. So he's a part owner in a local bar called the Snake Hole Lounge. And he creates a drink called Snake Juice. And he invites the whole department to, like, come and try it out at the bar. And everyone gets smacked off of this snake hole juice, or snake juice. And they do a whole montage of like everyone just like being all crazy on this drink. Um, another one is Ben's love of calzones. He loves calzones and no one understands why he likes calzones because they like just eat pizza. And then later when they're picking up, getting all the food out for, they're picking all the food out for their wedding, they all get food poisoning off of calzones and he swears he'll never eat another calzone again. And then another iconic moment is it's not as big as the whole Jim and Pam, like, will they, won't they situation, but in within Parks and Rec, Ben and Leslie are, like, the two characters who have the will they, won't they relationship, and eventually they do. That's all for now, Mountaineers. We'll see you in the next episode of Are You Still Watching? 
Listen to Are You Still Watching at the DAonline.com slash podcast or wherever you stream podcasts.